Okay, can everybody hear me? All right. Uh, how about we uh, just read the title of this lesson we're going to be in tonight? Could you all read the title? Ready? Go. Okay, with a little more spirit. Okay, let's put a little more spirit. Ready? Okay, sisters, you show the brothers how to read this. Ready? Go. Very good. Okay, how about brothers? Good, good. Okay, and then let's read that little verse underneath. Ready? Go. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to ask is, um, is there anyone here that has never even heard this term, pray reading the word? And don't be bashful. If you haven't heard it, that's okay. So most people have some kind of understanding a little bit about what this is. I would say this, that if you touch the reality of prayer reading in a real way, it will change your life. So don't take this lesson as a kind of a light thing. Oh, good, this is the next thing we're going to do is pray read. This will change your life if you touch the matter of prayer reading in reality. So uh, we have four points. I'll cover the first two. Will will cover the second two. And uh, the, the first thing that we want to touch is what is the main function of the word? Now, with many, many Christians, if you ask them, what is the function of the Bible? I would say probably most Christians would say something like this. Well, the Bible reveals God to us. The Bible reveals God's heart. The Bible reveals God's purpose. The Bible reveals God's salvation to us. The Bible reveals man's real condition. The Bible reveals Christ. The Bible reveals his work. The Bible reveals the church. The Bible reveals the kingdom and eventually the new Jerusalem. So it's a revelation, no doubt. The Bible is a revelation. And without the Bible, we have no understanding of who God is, what his purpose is, and what he's after. So it is something that reveals God to us. But this is not the main function of the Bible. As good as it is, it's not the main function. So could we all read together that little dot under the main function of the word? Ready? Go. Okay, this right here is the main function. When you pick up that book every morning or in your groups or wherever, you have to realize the main function is to impart God as life into us and the nourishment of life. And so we put three verses here, which kind of show this. So how about we have the sisters you read, 1 Peter 2, 2. Ready, go. Good. So doesn't this sound like nourishment? Doesn't this sound like something that's coming into us to cause us to grow? It's something of life. Okay, brothers on 1 Timothy 4, 6. Ready? Go. Be nourished with the words of the faith. Yeah. Brothers, how about that again? Okay, ready? With your spirit. Ready? Go, brothers. Be nourished with the words of the faith. Good. Okay, and then together on Jeremiah 15, 16. Ready? Go. Okay, so these verses reveal the word is something to take in, in the way of nourishment. The, the, the sad situation is today, 
many Christians miss this main function. We're not saying all Christians, but many miss this main function and feel that mainly the Bible is something to be studied. So uh, as a disqualifier, I want to give a, before what I'm about to say, because I want to kind of bring in a contrast. We're for Bible studies. So please don't misunderstand me what I'm about to say. We have four Bible studies with Seesaw every week. We're for studying the Bible. So you all heard that. We're for studying the Bible, right? Okay, so don't throw stones at me about what I'm about to say here. Can some one of the students, not one of the full-timers or community uh, person, can one student give me just, I'm asking for one verse from the New Testament that tells us we should study the Bible? I'm asking. I'm completely open. I'm asking all the students, seniors, juniors, sophomores, freshmen, can you give me one verse that says we need to study the Bible in the New Testament? Anybody? It's kind of quiet in here. <laughs> okay, you know, I was with some brothers this week and we were getting into concordances. You know, concordances, you can look up a word and it will tell you. And uh, it, it was amazing to me how little it talks in the Bible about studying. Uh, one verse, <laughs> this was kind of funny. We, we went to um, Ecclesiastes 12.12 because it talks about studying. And uh, it says, uh, much study is a, uh, worries, makes the, the flesh wearisome or something like that. So, uh, um, so you know, I, I'm, really, I'm really serious. Is there any, any, is there any verse in the New Testament that says we need to study the Bible? I'm open. Okay, I'll give you a couple that are close. Okay, um, so we found one in, this is in the old King James Version. And I don't know if, any, if anybody reads that anymore, because I know a lot have the new King James Version. But we found one that says, study to show thyself approved, you know, to cut straight the word of God. So that's, that is 2 Timothy 2.15. Okay, then we found one more in the New Testament. Uh, and that, that is in Acts 17.11, and it, it talks about that they were examining the scriptures daily. So I don't know, Kyle. Kyle, is there any other verses in the New Testament, I'll ask the full-timers now, that, that really, I mean, clearly state, study the Bible. Okay? Uh, then I'll throw it open to the whole Bible. Any verses? Jason, you're a Bible scholar. <laughs> Jason, give me one verse in the whole Bible that tells us we need to study the Bible. Adriana, you got one? Hey, Hammy, you got one? Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you one I found in Ezra. Okay, this is Ezra 7.10. It says, he set his heart to study the law of God. That's not bad. Set his heart to study the law of God. Okay. Why am I doing this? Because there are verse after verse after verse in both the Old Testament and New Testament that tells us the word is food to us. And I'm going to give you these verses. I want you to write them down and look them up later. Okay, these, these verses are just amazing. Okay, the first one is Job 23.12. You don't have to look it up now, but just write it down. Job 23.12 says, I have treasured 
the words of his mouth more than my apportioned food. I've treasured the words of his mouth more than my apportioned food. Okay, this is Psalm 119, verse 103. Again, just write down the reference. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Then you come to the New Testament. Of course, we already had Jeremiah 15, 16. Uh, and does anybody, can anybody quote Matthew 4, 4 to me? Any student quote Matthew 4, 4. This is an easy one. This is not hard. Okay, man shall what? Not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So, again, it's food. It's a supply. Then 1 Corinthians 3.2, it says, I gave you milk to drink, not solid food. Hebrews 6.5, and have tasted the good word of God. Then Revelation 10.10, I took the little scroll out of the hand of the angel and devoured it. And it was as sweet as honey in my mouth. And when I had eaten it, it my stomach became bitter. Anyways, the reason I'm going through this, is I want you to have a feeling that when the Bible talks about this, it really reveals that the main function of the word is to impart life into us and to give us the nourishment of life. So this is the first point is we must know the main function of the word. That's why we need, to, we need prayer reading, because we see what the main function of the Word is, and prayer reading helps us touch the main function of the Word. Okay, then we have number two, the essence of God's Word is the Spirit. Okay, 424, I think we've had this before, God is Spirit. 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is God-breathed. Okay, Malik, so let me ask you, God is Spirit then when God breathes, what comes out of him? If he is spirit, what comes out? Absolutely. <laughs> that is, um, no trick questions, Malik. Okay. Okay. God is spirit. Then when he breathes out, it says all scriptures God breathed, but that breathing out, what's breathed out is spirit. And we know that the word is spirit because of John 6.63, the words which I have spoken to you are what? Spirit and our life. So this is really critical to see the essence of the word is spirit. You know, if you're going to deal with anything, you need to know what its essence is. Uh, you know, if Malik comes up to me and, and uh, says, you know, Neil, give me a drink. And he comes up with a flat plate. He says, give me a drink. He just has not understood the essence of water. Because if he understood the essence of water, what would he bring up to me? A cup. That's right. But if you don't understand the essence, you're going to bring some really strange things to take the word of God. But if you understand the essence, you'll use the right thing to take the word of God. OK, so that's just the introduction. I think Will's going to take over now. Yeah, pin this up there. Hey guys. Okay. Okay, so uh, God is spirit, right? Um, <clears throat> and so his words are spirit. So let's just go ahead and read point three here. Uh, ready, go. Say in your 
Okay, so it says taking in the word by prayer. Okay, that was kind of what Neil already established, that the word is spirit. And we need to take it in, we need to eat it. But notice the second part of, of uh, point three here. It says with our spirit, right? Our spirit is the proper organ. So we need the proper organ to take in the essence of God. <clears throat> so if you're going to take in the essence of something, you have to use the proper organ. So for example, if I'm going to see color or see light, I have to use my eyes, right? If someone was wanting me to look at something that's really bright and blue, I'm not going to point my ear to them, right? It's the wrong organ. Okay, same thing with sound. If I want to hear something, I have to use my ears. The essence has to do with what, what we use, the organ we use. And so the organ we use to receive God, to receive the, the Word of God, is our spirit, our human spirit. Okay, so let's read this uh, uh, how about, yeah, we all read this verse here, uh, Ephesians. Ready, go. All right, so let's uh, circle, circle some things here. Circle and receive. <clears throat> so we need to receive, right? What are we receiving? We're receiving the Word of God. So circle Word of God. Okay. Okay, so, so uh, how are we receiving the Word of God? By all means of prayer and petition. So circle prayer and petition. <clears throat> okay, so then, so <clears throat> also, uh, we're praying it every time in spirit. Right, so when we're praying, when we're taking the Word of God, we're praying over the Word of God, using our spirit to absorb and consume the nutrients that are in the Word. So as Neil was sharing earlier, uh, this isn't, pr praying over the Word is not even a matter of studying the Word. This isn't a, a studying practice. Um, it's, it's actually a spiritual practice. It's a spiritual eating. So we need to pray over the Word. It's not, we're not using our mind. The mind is the wrong organ to receive the Word of God because we've already established the Word of God is spirit. Right. So we have to use the proper organ. So it's our spirit. We use our spirit to absorb the Word of God. This is how we grow. Okay, so point four here. Uh, how about we all read that together? Ready, go. Practicing. Okay, so practicing. Uh, it, this is a very practical thing. Uh, point A, I'll just read it here. Begin with a short prayer to the Lord. Uh, so how about the uh, bros read uh, John there? Ready, go. You search the scriptures, yet you are not willing to come to me, that you may have life. Amen. Yeah. So we need to come to the Lord. Right? If we're merely coming to the scriptures uh, with our mind, we're never going to absorb anything. We're never going to actually even get the nutrients of, of, of the word. So we come, to the, we come to the Lord. As we're with the Scriptures, we come to the Lord. He does, notice he doesn't say here, you shouldn't search the Scriptures. He says, you, you search the Scriptures because you think in them you'll find life. But you don't come to me. So we need to search the Scriptures and then go to the Lord. This is the matter of prayer. Yeah. Okay, how about the sisters read 2 Corinthians? So whenever the heart turns to the Lord. So when we're, when we're doing or practicing this matter of pray reading, we're just turning to the Lord. Yeah. We're using the scripture and pointing it to the Lord. We're turning to the Lord. 
<clears throat> so point B here, it says, mingle the words of the Bible with your prayer. Yes. Uh, how about everybody, uh, we read Psalms here. Ready, go. Notice this word muse. We're musing on the word. Right? Circle that word, muse. <clears throat> so, uh, really no reason to break that down too much. Uh, this is, this is the, the practical experience of praying, the practical experience, um, or the spiritual experience of eating the word. Okay? So, um, I wanted to read a little excerpt here, and actually one of my own experiences. This comes from a guy named John Hyde. Um, he was a missionary in India, I think, around the 1800s. His nickname was actually Praying Hyde. That's what they called him. Um, <clears throat> so uh, he actually practiced this matter of pray reading. And so I'll just, uh, this is actually an account from, from a coworker, some, someone who was with him on these journeys, these missionary journeys. Uh, <clears throat> so, okay. This was his favorite attitude for prayer. Listen, he is praying. He utters a petition and then waits. In a little time, he repeats it and then waits. In this little time, <clears throat> sorry, in this little time, he repeats it and then waits. And this many times until we feel that the petition has penetrated every fiber of our being and we feel assured that God has heard and without a doubt he will answer. <clears throat> How well I remember him praying that we might open our mouth wide, that he might fill it. That's a, that's a verse in Psalms. This is Psalms 81.10. It says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Okay, and then he says, I think, this is the guy that's with John Hyde, I remind you. He says, I think he repeated the word wide scores of times with long pauses in between. So he'd say, wide, Lord, wide, open wide, wide. How effectual it was to hear him address God, O Father, O Father. And so I was just really touched by this, that these people with him would listen to his prayers as he's praying over the scripture. And he'd just say, wide, Lord, I'm open wide. And he would just wait on the Lord to fill him, right? And so I actually read this, and uh, I decided I was going to do this. I was going to practice this, exactly what John Hyde did over this verse. And so I did. So I'd go, I went to the Lord, and I just said, Lord, I'm open wide. And it was amazing. It was like I was eating something, <laughs> right? I was absorbing. I, I contacted God with the right organ and was able to absorb the essence of the word. Um, and so uh, maybe I could call a up to share another uh, testimony here. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to? You can pin this. Okay, go ahead. Great. Yeah, so uh, I did this. Um, I remember when, one experience uh, vividly when I was in my senior year of high school. I was reading... Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, I'll read this verse to you, it's 4.17, it says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And it was one of those cool verses I was reading, but I like had to pause for a moment, because I thought, I mean, it really stuck out to me. And so I just started considering it some more. Our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us. And then I just started praying to the Lord, Lord, these troubles are actually doing something. <laughs> They're achieving something in us. They're working out something in us. And I just began taking this verse, and I just started having a conversation with the Lord about it. 
and it became so sweet to my lips. It really did. And I found out later that's called prayer reading. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so <clears throat> this is very important. This is very important. Prayer reading is very important practice. We absorb the Word of God. The Word of God is spirit, and we need to use our spirit to grow in, in His life. Okay, so I actually had an experience today as well. Um, I read this verse this morning as in Isaiah. It says, For I am Jehovah your God, who takes hold of your right hand, who says to you, Do not be afraid. I will help you. That's a sweet verse. Uh, and so, uh, actually, today I was eating lunch. And I, anyways, I remembered this verse uh, all day. I was just kind of, I was musing on this verse. And um, I was at lunch, and one of the students came, and we were sitting down. And I could kind of tell he was anxious. But he also asked me to, he wanted to kind of go a little bit deep uh, with some things that we were talking about in the Bible. And, uh, and as we were talking, he was just having a hard time focusing. He was worried about something that was going to happen. And uh, I just kind of, I remembered that this verse popped up in my head and I, I just stopped. He wanted to keep going. And I was like, hey, how about we just pray over a verse? How about we just pray over this verse? And so we prayed over this. For I am Jehovah, your God, who takes hold of your right hand, who says to you, do not be afraid, I will help you. And we prayed over that. And he just let out a big sigh. <laughs> and he was like, it's going to be okay, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's going to be okay. Right? And so anyways, this is, this is a very real and, and even a basic practice. Yeah. You're just repeating the Lord's words back to him in prayer. Yeah. Right? So just say, for I am Jehovah your God. Lord, you're Jehovah. That's right. You're my God. Amen. Right? It's that easy. Right? Who takes hold of your right hand. Lord, thank you you hold our hand. Yeah. Thank you you guide us. Yeah. Right? It's that simple. This is pray reading. Okay? Uh, and I have one more example I'd like to share. Uh, Maybe some of you are still maybe a little bit skeptical of this. Um, there, was a, there was a student, uh, and I was talking to him about pray reading, about that the, 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 the Word itself is the essence of God, right? The, this, the spirit, it's the Spirit of God, and how we need to absorb it. And, uh, and he, just, he just did not agree with me. And so I was like, okay, you know what? Let's just try it. We're just going to pray read. And instead of actually taking a verse kind of like this, I picked a, gene a genealogy in Matthew. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sounds strange, right? That's why we're laughing. But what, it, what does Timothy say here? Second Timothy, all scripture is God-breathed. That's including genealogies. So we just picked these random names that we had no idea who they were. Like, I don't even know if they're anywhere else in the Bible. I'm sure they are somewhere. And we were just praying over them. And we'd say, Lord, thank you for so-and-so. Yeah. We have no idea who they are. <laughs> right? We don't know what they did, but apparently they had something to do with you coming to the earth. Yeah. Lord, we praise you for them. Right. And he was a believer. After that, he, be he knew that pray reading was a way that we absorb God. Right? And so this is, this is just a very important practice uh, that we, we really need to pray that we'll pick up this burden of pray reading. Right. This is how we grow and this is how we'll advance in the Lord.